Hello and welcome everybody. It is episode 16 of Beer 30, but more importantly, it's episode 2 of October 30. This week is our first week of serial killer talk. And I just want to start out by saying we're not giving praise to these serial killers or anything. We just want to explain them. We want to talk about them in informational form. But we're also going to make fun of them and make sure you understand that these guys are fucking dweebs that don't be des- that don't deserve to be praised or anything. They deserve to be looked upon, looked down upon. But by God, are they interesting. But they're fucking horrible, terrible people. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Drew Grill. Drew, take it away. It's your serial killer this week. On today's docket, murder. Crack em. Let's crack em. All right, so today we're talking about H.H. Holmes, who is one of my dare i say favorite serial killers uh anyway i'm just gonna get right into it because luke knows little about this man so basically how we're gonna do this serial killer deal over the next few weeks like next week i think his is gonna take well luke said his is going to take two weeks to explain maybe maybe not we'll see I, i need to dive back into it because he's there's a lot to talk about neither here nor there but i'm explaining mine luke knows a a decent amount i'm gonna learn a little bit about his but he's gonna explain most of it to me so it's gonna be like you're gonna hear some legitimate reactions out of him and this episode and his thoughts and then vice versa next episode or two h.h holmes so we're just gonna start from the beginning childhood he was born his name was herman webster mudgett that is a big yike (laughs) H.H. Holmes pretty good name change but he didn't change that till much later Uh, like any serial killer he was beaten by his father uh, you know just ruthlessly Uh, I didn't mention this all he was born in the 1860s I can't remember what the year is but it's 1860s so this is a very very old timey serial killer this is actually america's first urban serial killer think of him as like america's jack the ripper because jack the ripper was going on at the exact same time as so this yeah this is all happened in 100 he's born 160 years ago most of this happened 130 120 years ago 100 yeah anyway Beaten by his father when he was a child, there's not much known about his childhood other than the fact that he was, like, oddly very smart. And, like, uh, there's a story, I'm not sure if it's true, because this guy was, like, an insane liar, obviously, because he's a serial killer. But he was, like, nine years old, and these older kids at school, like, knew he was scared of the skeleton at the local pharmacy, which is, they used to have real skeletons, like, they used to strip people's bodies you know and so he was like terrified of it and then these bullies at school like made him go into the pharmacy and like put him right in front of the skeleton and like made him like look at it or whatever and that's when he like became interested he said he said quote unquote his fear like just fell away which is like you remember the scene from community where uh i can't remember what the dean sees but the dean goes Oh my god, I hope this doesn't awaken anything within me. Pretty sure it's Jeff. That's exactly what H.H. Holmes felt when he saw this skeleton. (laughs) Because he became very interested in medicine and things like that. And mind you, medicine back in the 18, probably 70s at this point when he was 9-ish, was basically they just cut your body up when you're dead to see how you work inside. Because we didn't know anything. Fair enough. (laughs) Like, I'd like, what else are you going to do with a dead body if the person's dead? Because before, I mean, before this, they just thought autopsies were, like, disrespecting the dead and whatever. That's why, like, murders were never solved and whatever. So this guy really got in right at the end of the, you know, easy murder train. (laughs) The the gravy murder train. Yikes, okay. (laughs) But he will, you'll hear as, like, I talk about him. Like, this dude was such, like, a lucky for what he wanted to do, I guess. Like, at the for the time he lived in. Like, because 
if you tried any of this today, there's no chance in the world that any of it would work because we just have like regulations and government and like he was in a time where they just didn't care about shit like that if that makes any sense um so his we'll go we'll get into his first kill uh his first kill was his childhood best well allegedly well, hold on let's wait wait so basically his childhood was just his father beating him yeah, and then that like and then thing. The and, oh, of the skeleton. whoa! I forgot. And then he started like experimenting on live animals, like trying to see how long. Oh like, yeah, the the classic serial killer. Well, did he like kill animals and shit? He would try to see how long he could keep them alive. Did they die? Like operating on them, basically. Oh, you know what I mean. So his first. Yeah, kill not like was a pet. Like, I his guess first like kill was like an animal. Then. I guess like a pet is actually like. How long can I keep this thing alive? Yikes. His way of doing it was cutting it open and like doing yeah. horrible things to it. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit, yeah. It's such a weird way to look at a pet is like, how long can I keep this thing alive? I don't like that thought. Okay. <laughs> it is spooky though and it keeps in line with Octobeer. But basically, he killed animals in his childhood. He was beat by his dad and he got awakened by a skeleton, which he was deathly afraid of. Self-proclaimed mama's boy as well. All just serial killer. Just, I mean, right. On if you're going to build a serial killer, this is where you start. Should we just get into his numbers to start? I mean, let's just go with his first kill. Like, okay. What's his first, like, alleged kill and then first... Uh, I don't know his first actual kill because there's no... Okay, there's but, no first actual... Like, but his first alleged, I am one to believe it because... Yeah, his story is kind of weird. Uh, so his first kill was when he was like, he was either nine or eleven, and his friend was either nine or eleven. I can't remember the numbers right now. Years old. Um, and they were playing in an abandoned like house, and his friend ended up dying, and this dude ended up being a serial killer. So you do the math. Do you? Was there any information on how his friend ended up dying? Just like like a fall. Yeah. So a push. Okay. I yeah. mean, uh, I totally forgot what I was gonna start with. To uh, try to just let all you listeners and Luke know what this man's about. When he was caught, after all the whole thing here at the end, I just want to read you a quote from him no way i think we should say this i think i think like i genuinely think this should be a cherry on the top okay you're right you're right okay because i think we should hear about the atrocities okay and then just hear the horrific well okay. end of it this all. Is, okay there'll be two cherries on top then got perfect. it perfect <laughs> all right so that was yeah that is his alleged first kill was his childhood best friend and there was some like something Along the lines, again, this is a pathological liar. He was a serial killer, so we can't quite believe everything he says. But he said he just, like, when his friend died, he was like, I would just rather be alone. Like, I just like being alone. Again, ended up being a serial killer. (laughs) I just like to be alone. Just see me alone. they're They're in an abandoned warehouse. One kid ends up dying. You do the math. I mean, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, Luke, Luke, you think him? Oh, I already his know. Best friend. <laughs> no, I just, I just think like I just like being alone. It's like a douchey oh, yeah. fucking thing to say uh-huh. after killing somebody. Yeah. Uh so just, like admit you were hard. He so. <laughs> so he goes to college. Because now he's interested in medicine after, you know, murdering squirrels uh, and his friend. And he's like, I'm going to go to the University of Michigan, which is like the best medical school at the time in the late 1870s, early 1880s. And again, medical school at the time is like, let's just cut bodies up and see how they work. Also costs like $2. So this is his first like dip into crime. He starts committing insurance fraud 
by taking cadavers from the school, mutilating their bodies, taking them to coroners and whatever, collecting their insurance but by forging life insurance policies of these people and making just bank on All right. How many fucking coroners are in this town? Like, how are you taking it to so many Dude, corners? See, here's the thing. At the time, people apparently just trusted one another. Because he's like the first urban serial killer. This is Philadelphia at this time. 1860. 1870. Oh, I guess, no, no. This is Michigan. Because he's at the University of Michigan. But it's 1870s? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, people just trusted you, I guess. People had big families. You know, everyone's trying to have kids working on the farm and junk. <laughs> Either way, he starts like getting money from all these like using these cadavers and getting insurance money. And he graduates college, medical school from the University of Michigan, which is as far as serial killers goes, like pretty crazy. Cuz usually serial killers can only think about one thing and that's fucking murder. But this dude actually had like ambition yeah. and like not I mean, it is ambition. I mean, like, some serial killers think of other things, but like, like some serial killers go for like, like murdering is kind of like the second or like ulterior thing that has to happen. Like, some people just want to eat people, but they have to kill them first. Dahmer. Some people just want to fuck them. Well, Dahmer's okay. Some creepy weirdos just want to fuck them and they have to kill them after. Yeah. Which, speaking of, this dude was a fucking, like, sex fiend. This dude fucked. But did he kill people when he fucked? Not all the time, which is also a weird kind of thing. Because, like, Ted Bundy only had that one girl that he, like, didn't murder. Yeah. And, like, the same thing with the... Well, wait, I'm not going to say that because I'm not... Oh, I can't remember. I watched... Anyways. Same thing with, like the college thing like ted bundy went to our alma mater iowa state didn't graduate or anything he didn't like because they crazy you didn't know ted bundy went to iowa state how long did he go there like a year he like he had an end that's the only reason he got oh, in but like i did not know that fun fact uh but like so like it's just crazy that he graduated college again He's a psychopath. All he had to do at medical school was hack up bodies. So it's not like a huge accomplishment, I guess. Like, that's seriously all they did was just cut your body apart. And you were like, they pulled your heart out. And they're like, what the, what's this thing? (laughs) We don't know what this is. What does this do? Yeah, it's pretty insane. Like, what little we knew about the human body for so long. Because we thought fucking with the dead was a bad thing. Which maybe it is. <laughs> maybe that's why all this is happening right now. I mean, we did kill Harambe. <laughs> okay. God damn. Anyway, so so this guy graduates and he goes and works at this pharmacy in Philadelphia. He commits more crimes like insurance fraud and like all this shit. And then he goes and he moves to Chicago. And Chicago is like just up and coming. And, like, uh, this is after the Great Fire. So, like, they're oh, okay. having to build even more. Yep. Whatever. So, he just starts working at this pharmacy, which, again, 1880s. This pharmacy was, I mean, there's cocaine, weed, morphine. All I mean, you can get cocaine in the pharmacy to to the day, to this day. And, but, like, real cocaine. Like, not, uh, not the, not this, well, okay. Mm, not this syn- synthetic form like medical they were just grade cocaine cocaine and like morphine like you just get morphine like yeah i can't sleep and they're like here's some fucking morphine alcohol weed and whatever cocktail that you could just drink fun fact morphine makes me sick you shouldn't have told people that now we know how to poison you um it just makes me puke we're talking about cereal yeah it's poisoning somebody Try <laughs> So he goes, he moves to Chicago, starts working for this pharmacy that has cocaine. This, well, like this woman. Let's just keep mentioning cocaine. As much as we can. (laughs) This man and this woman own it. And cocaine. (laughs) 
and they the man dies and so like this old woman is like basically he swindles her hell yeah gonna get into, that granny and is selling him oh never mind the the pharmacy on credit and he just like never pays her for it. he's always got an excuse or whatever and then all of a sudden he started telling everybody that she was going to visit her family she never came back yikes <laughs> just never came back and she's pretty old so then like their kids i don't know about like the kids of her but like seemed pretty shady <laughs> were wills a thing back then i don't know wills were a thing i'm pretty sure he took like like forged another insurance claim w- with her ah nice i would i wouldn't be surprised that don't quote me on that one impressive yeah <laughs> this dude's which i never mentioned this is looks. why this insurance man, is bad don't don't buy insurance, people. It's stupid. Yeah, you'll just, never need yeah, it ever. Just, ever. Just no. Take and give us money. We'll hold it for you. And if you ever need it when in a bad spot, we'll give it back. Disclaimer: Don't listen to anything that we just said. Is a terrible idea. Don't give us any money if you don't want it back. <laughs> so he gets the pharmacy, and then uh, this guy starts working for him. And oh. That's what I was going to mention. I didn't mention how this guy looks. He has got a walrus-ass handlebar mustache. and Oh, no. We have a picture of him pulled up. And I guess we probably should have said this at the start. But we encourage everybody to look up pictures of these people. I will. No, I'll tweet in the in the episode tweet that I always do every week. I'll tweet the pictures out that I think are good references. And you'll hear about them as we go. But the first picture is going to be a picture of this man who's got a walrus-looking handlebar mustache. He looks like he could he could use a good fucking punching. He's it. He, I mean, he looks he looks like a like a bare knuckle boxer. He's got a bolo hat. I don't know why everyone in the 1880s just looked like they immediately just got off the boat to America. I don't know. This guy kind of looks like a like kind of like a dweeb. Yeah. His last name is Mudget, so I feel like Herman like, Webster Mudget. I feel like there's a fake mustache. It's uneven too, so like. But not he was he was all. noted as being a handsome, charismatic. Well, people were stupid back in the swin- day, Drew. You just had to be. They not- thought smoking cigarettes was good for you. So I mean. Like, I don't think we can judge their this sense is, of... This is post-Civil War, so basically you just didn't have... As long as you didn't have a piece of shrapnel in your face, you were attractive. As long as you had all of your appendages, you were fine. Like, <laughs> just... You didn't have, you didn't have gout and scurvy. The, you're super hot. But this guy had, like, the craziest confidence. Like, all the ladies thought he was good looking and like rich because he had all these insurance schemes he was just racking in like two uh no no no. it was like a thousand to two thousand dollars per like insurance scheme or something like that which in today's money is like a hundred grand a hundred billion (laughs) dollars it's nuts how much money this like dude had and then it all runs out somewhere in the end that we'll get to but there's no way this man should have ran out of money because he didn't pay anybody ever. Like this, like that woman he got the pharmacy off of. Never paid her a goddamn dime. He just took over the pharmacy. And then did the same thing when selling the pharmacy. He sold it to a guy. And before he, the guy, a new guy moved in, he took like everything out of the building. Like like everything like stripped it basically and then what did he do he built a lot across the street this three-story you know half like stores half hotel half his like own apartment half murder castle i'd say it's more like 75 percent murder castle it is at least a third murder castle so i heard murder mansion it's and this is all that I knew about this guy. Now, I'll, I'll let, like, let me explain what I knew about this guy before you like actually explain this. Basically, all I heard 
from this guy was there was a guy back in the 1800s that built this mansion that was designed to bring people in and then they would die inside of it basically trying to leave like it was a maze and then there was like a partial maze but not a maze because it was more like corridors and stairwells that led to nowhere and then like pits that would like drop you into shit and just kill you and like crazy shit inside a house it was more of a like a maze in the sense that you're always confused to where you're at not really like a maze like turn right turn left turn right turn left the of all the information i read on this which I haven't read the book yet. I've been meaning to say that the there's a book called The Devil in the White City that is about H. H. Holmes and uh Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio have the rights to produce a movie about it about that book. The Devil in the White Castle. So we might be getting a movie on this. Probably. God I hope so, especially if it's Scorsese. But so the murder castle is what you what'd you say last? I was talking about like a maze and how like oh the I've read a lot of information on this dude and the one like comparison I never saw which was the first comparison I thought of is this dude's a real life jigsaw like that's some saw shit you have a murder castle uh like yes and no because saw was more about like. Teaching you a lesson. Yeah, like hundred percent. You need to do something. Hundred percent. And up. saws was more creative. Like you had to hurt yourself or, or hurt like, somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that you cared about. But it's still like a crazy like maze. Like, let me just get into this murder castle. So no, I agree. It's like I understand where you're coming yeah. from. So he built this three story building on the corner of somewhere in Englewood. Chicago. And <laughs> so the first floors were like shops and probably like a, you know, barbershop restaurant. And then his new pharmacy, which is legitimately across the street from the old pharmacy, he swindled off an old lady and then sold to a guy and fucked him over on that. <laughs> so. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the second floor. The third floor, he's got his own room, and then like a couple other rooms that people rarely stayed in. But basically, the third floor was his sneak around. He could get anywhere in the <laughs> house from the third floor and do Ooh, very sneaky. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you are underestimating the sneakiness. <laughs> very very sneaky. So let's get into the specs of. The second floor, which was basically just murder central, like like Sesame Street is for fun. The second floor of the murder castle is for murder. That was not a good <laughs> comparison. At all. So it's like Met Mesame Street, Murder Me Street, Murder You Street. Nailed it. <laughs> so the second murder floor you Avenue. There are fifty one. <laughs> It rhymed. Second floor, there are 51 doors, six hallways, and only 35 rooms. What? Dude, no way. So the doors just like open to nothing? Real fake doors. So like... <laughs> Real fake doors. Yeah. So did they open or not? You just don't know. No idea. I don't know if they just like someone like just... Did... It's real fake doors. True. Like, doors pouring them up in there. <laughs> That's insane. Six hallways. And like, I don't know the square footage of the building. Not a huge, It's a city block in Chicago, which when it was being built in the 1880s, but still, it's not, that, it's not huge. Yeah, it's not that big. Yeah. Like, uh, like imagine, yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> they're, they're, every room on the second floor is air sealed, soundproof. And there's some rooms that were just, like, insanely claustrophobic. Like, small, small. How and many rooms did you say there were? 35? 35 with 51 doors. 
Some led into each other's rooms. Some led to nothing. Some led to small, tiny little rooms. Some led to small, tiny little rooms that had mazes within them. Fuck that, bro. Like a like a tiny maze that would just basically you'd be like it's not even like hard to do and like figure out and get out of, but you'd just be like, what the fuck? Because this is like a hotel. The second I, I didn't mention that this is like a hotel. Like yeah, people so come I and stay long term, long term or short term. I guess I'm confused on how people died in here, but I feel like you'll explain that. Yeah, which I'm gonna I'm gonna cut back to the the building of this murder castle real quick just to show how scheming and conniving this piece of shit was he basically so chicago's being built at the time like chicago's on the up and up this is basically where skyscrapers were invented and like shit's going on in chicago people thousands and thousands and thousands of people came into chicago every day a lot of men looking for work and women also looking for work, but they're like also out on their own for the first time, which makes them just ripe up for the picking for murder. I mean, because <laughs> they would come and stay in this murder hotel and guess who likes to watch women die and masturbate to it? Ding, ding, ding. This guy. <laughs> uh, but during the construction, he basically would take advantage of these thousands and thousands of men that would come in and uh they needed work so they would work on his murder castle which never had a blueprint he would just tell people what to do because it was in his own crazy fucked up mind the idea behind this and he'd let these guys work for four or five days like yeah you do this hallway you do this staircase you do this and then he'd just be like you're doing a shit job you're fired i'm not paying you Yikes, what the fuck? It's the 1880s, dude. They can't. No one can do anything about it because immediately after, he could just go find another poor schlub on the street who just came to Chicago and be like, hey, did you want to come work on my building? Pay you a hundred bucks. Jesus Christ, that's insane. He was such a beneficiary of circumstance of his time because this shit wouldn't fly. One, you need blueprints and regulations to build a building. You can't just build staircases to nowhere. There's trap doors. There's greased chutes down to the basement, which we'll get into the basement. In a I've second. seen blueprints of this building. <laughs> yeah, greased chutes. Why would why would why would the chutes be greased, Luke? So people slide down there. So so you get fatties in there. I was that's thinking why. So people couldn't climb back up them. No, they're dead already. On a slide down. Yeah. Oh, the chutes are to. Because you haven't, I guess you haven't figured out how they died. He had two. Yeah, so we're kind of like switching over to his style. Like yeah. The way this man likes to yeah. chill. So back to the second floor and the the building of this, which I don't know how any of these guys, maybe they just didn't know construction at all, didn't raise some questions to why there were gas pipes going to every single room on the second floor. No stove or fireplace or whatever they'd use gas for at the time it's just a pipe that goes into the room in a insulation bro in a discreet little part of the room because nobody ever looks at and the valve was in um the owner of the building's room on the third floor to each room to just to just turn on the gas so you have separate valves did this dude have like an organ of valves that he was like bum 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 and he was just like killing <laughs> Eight rooms at a time. He's up there like a DJ, like turning on and off, turning on and off valves. And so he's like, (gasps) "Sweet." If only, (gasps) if only they had really good recording software back then, he could have got like a sick remix of murders. He'd have been the worst DJ ever, bro. DJ dumbass. I don't know. The one at Tonic in West Point's pretty bad. I feel like this guy would be pretty close to that, you know? He's just kind of mixing styles together. I hope someone out there really appreciated that joke as much as we did. (laughs) Percy, again, you are not the mascot this month. I think we need to explain how spooky this DJ Atonic is. He will play... uh, Oh my god, Living on a Prayer. 
Yeah, he'll go from Bon Jovi straight into like two chains. It's it's the most insane jumps I've ever heard in my life. It gives me chills mm-hmm. every time. And it makes me want to vomit. This is the worst. Anyway, so there's Speaking of spooky shit. <laughs> so not only did he like to gas people in their rooms on the second floor, this man had a human person sized safe. In his own room. That uh, for like his personal like. Yeah, and all these rooms, by the way, had peepholes. Cause guess what, old old HH like to do. Peep on him. Crank down hong and hongs. crank down. You know what I'm saying? Distribute I mean, some free literature. There's one thing a serial killer <laughs> likes to do. It's jerk off. It, if there's anything I want all these listeners to take home over the next few weeks is that all of these serial killers have boners the entire time they're doing this. And you and understand how pathetic that is to not be able to control yourself? I mean, it, it, and if they're a woman serial killer, there's a, it, just a pool underneath them when they're doing this. So, I think we kind of get the second floor. Peeping well, holes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yeah. We, got, we got the peeping holes. We got the gas pipes. We got the stairwells to nowhere. We have... Uh, real fake doors. Real fake doors. <laughs> Six hallways, 35 rooms, 51 doors. Um, Like, what else is on the second floor that's not... It's pretty much... I mean, the grease shoots down to the basement. So what do you know what led into the grease chutes, or was it just like trap doors that led into the grease chutes? There's trap. Oh, well, there's kind of a blueprint. There's like, yeah, like fake panels on walls okay. and like trap doors that lead to the chutes that like go through the walls down to the first floor. Which you could have been in any one of those shops buying your, you know, you just buying your cocaine from your pharmacist, you know, and there's dead bodies sliding through the walls. You know, <laughs> but nice, nice. his other form he liked to do, uh, he would love to chloroform women to the point of a cloth full of chloroform on their mouth. So one, not like in the movies where you just like immediately pass out. Somebody's got to hold that on there for at least a minute. Yeah, there's a struggle. And then you, yeah, and then you huff it and then you pass out. And then if somebody keeps doing it, you start to asphyxiate, obviously. And it yeah. just goes quicker with all the chloroform. And then your body starts to fight back for you, basically, and, like, spasm. And boy, did that make HH blow his load when women would start spasming. Oh. Uh, after their <laughs> what a sick fuck, Dude, he—that was his other way of killing people, and he's just just cranking. And but like like I said earlier, the crazy thing is he had relations. He had wives. He had relationships with women. Most of his wives didn't make it in the end. Uh, but like he did kill them every fucking time they had sex, and like he had multiple children, and like he wouldn't take care of them when he when he left for college. He left a wife and child and then when he went to philadelphia got a wife and child left them when he went to chicago got like three i'm pretty sure three out of the five died jesus including children because two of his uh wives died by uh illegal abortions performed by him oh my god this guy's fucking monster (laughs) there's a reason they call him the devil in the white city there's another nickname for him that i can't think of right now but there it's bad dude this guy that's horrifying (laughs) he he was just a charmer like i'm not trying to laugh but like it blows my mind how many people fell for this guy's bullshit and if you look at the picture of him like that's what also about like makes me laugh about old timey stuff like what used to be thought as a attractive like that dude's an ugly fuck there's like a dumb <laughs> ass motherfucker <laughs> right now 
The dude looks like a backwards hick. Like his teeth are. I mean, he just looks like he smells like sardines. Damn, that's insane. <laughs> this guy's fucked up, bro. All right. Okay. On to the first floor. Like, how no, do people? Third, uh, like, how do people get the- in? And then not find their way out. That's what I'm confused about. Like, how do you walk? No, there was no, there was no, like, see, I think you were misinformed on that. Like, you wouldn't just, you weren't just showing up to the second floor and like, here you go, like, find your way out kind of thing. Like, here's your room. You paid for your room. Yeah. And then he would just kill you. But like, you could, if you got up to the second floor and like you were staying or whatever and you like tried to go back downstairs it was very easy to get lost and like and then if you and then the peepholes come in because you can go through the walls and shit like that yeah so you lose your way and you find yourself in one of those little claustrophobic rooms you find yourself in one of those little fucking mazes he's about to gas the shit out of you like kind of thing you know so did I mean? he just like gas the rooms right when they got there or like did he let people stay there and then like did he did I, anybody yeah. leave this place? i couldn't tell you that's see that's like that's kind of lost in translation because i guess it's a good time to say he is known of nine murders like nine murders are known he admitted to 27 but it's honestly probably upward of like 200 murders. Jesus Christ. Because we'll get to it in a second, but the 19 or the 1893 World Fair comes to Chicago, which back in the 1800s and early 1900s, the World Fair every like five, ten years or whatever the hell it was, was a big thing. And the last World Fair before the World Fair in Chicago was Paris. And you know what they unveiled? The Eiffel fucking Tower. So, like, Chicago had to step up big for the 1893 World Fair. And guess who was right there to take advantage of young women and men coming into Chicago for some work and to come into the World Fair? Is our good boy H.H. H. Holmes. Mr. Ho. It's ready to murder. Mr. Mudget. We should call him by his real name. Mudget. Disrespect him in the afterlife. Herman Webster Mudget. You Mudget piece of the shit. cunt. <laughs> Just the cunt. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the basement with these greased shoots. You can't just be carrying dead bodies out of your hotel all the time of these people who are staying at your hotel. After a while, even in the 1880s, people are going to start getting suspicious. So you send these bodies down to the basement on in these grease chutes and trap doors and secret stairways and yada, yada, yada. Well, Luke, guess how you get rid of bodies in the basement? Because you, you got three options. Uh, burning them. Putting them in a big-ass hole. Hold on, hold on. Ding, ding, ding. First one, burning them. He had them install like a, a human like sized like furnace cremation type thing that these dudes who installed it again who he didn't pay were just like yeah whatever we'll put this in for you no big deal no one ever uses like it 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 wouldn't make sense basically all the things that he's putting in his basement everything he puts in this house which is why i'm going to say again this guy was just a beneficiary of circumstance of the 1880s there's no regulation on how to build something if like someone's got to come check how you build something nowadays anywhere you go if anyone unless you have like a significant amount of money yeah i guess true i mean that's you that's can very get away true, with like, anything with like, the right amount of yeah in the way constr- like i work construction is like things have regulations if you want to build something here in des moines it's got to be a certain regulation yeah but like you can get past it if you have but this time, this time just didn't have regulation. Like, there were no regulations. Yeah. So he, again, stairways to nowhere, secret doors, hallways, mazes, all that shit. So he had that in his basement, this little thing. You got two more ways you can die in this basement, Luke. Go. 
acid. Yep, acid vats. Ding, ding, ding. There are acid vats in this basement that you just, some of the shoots just went right down into the acid vat. Third way is close to acid vat. No, but that'd be fucking wow. A tar pit. No, it's a quicklime pit because they're already corpses, so. What did you say? Quicklime. Like, uh. Like the Nazis used to use in like body pits. So like lime is like uh use it on like soil to balance pH. It's very very acidic or it's really alkaline. It's very something that it it eats up a body pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. So like basically acid. Yeah, and he again he went to medical school to hack bodies up and stuff like that. He liked to. I'm pretty sure it's called dressing. A skeleton. Yeah. He tried his hand in this, but not very good at it. But he had this guy who worked at a, as a janitor at this hotel who apparently could just fucking dress a skeleton. And he murdered his... So the remember the, remember the pharmacy he swiveled yeah. off that dude? Yeah. Started fucking that dude's wife. Nice. <laughs> she wanted to get married and he was like and she's pregnant with his child but she also had another child and he was like well i'll marry you but i can't take care of both kids so you're gonna have to get an abortion and maybe maybe i should do the abortion oh my god and then she was murdered in the abortion i'm pretty sure the daughter was murdered like her daughter Dude, I'm telling you, this dude is like, I like Yikes. I again. I don't want. I'm not praising this dude in any way. He's a sick fuck. It's disgusting. But God, what a genius! Like this guy, like not maybe not a genius, I don't but think like genius is the right term. Yeah, I think yeah. Sick fuck is the best term. Yeah, obviously. Like it doesn't take a genius just to be like, I'm just gonna go kill people willy nilly. Obviously, but this guy like just had a way like. Anyone out there right now, if you're listening, and you have a child, <laughs> and your baby daddy's like, "Yeah, I'll marry you, but you have to abort that child." I like, don't do that. Well, I, if, as soon as he was, like, as soon as he's like, "Let me do the abortion though illegally," don't do that. I, I you think, are going to die. Yeah, I think I think if you're going to get an abortion and your boyfriend's like, "Hey, I should do it." I got this. I got this coat hanger. In that's the closet. where. That's where you're like. I think we should stop seeing each other, right now. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't want to call everyone in the 1800s stupid, but they're all pretty fucking stupid. No, I think if your boyfriend offers to give you an abortion and you go along with it, you might deserve to die. After, like, right today, like in the tw- after he like, swindled your husband. Uh, out of a bunch of shit in a pharmacy that he bought, and then he just started fucking you while you're married. Oh, I'm not talking about this lady in particular. I'm just saying. Well, I'm like, just, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of cherries on top with this woman, so. All right, yeah, she's not the brightest <laughs> cram in the Again, box. anyone, I don't want to say everyone in the 1800s is dumb, but I'm going to say it, everyone in the 1800s So his is dumb. killing style was basically like, I'm, I just want to convince you of something. I want to prove I'm smarter than you, and then I'm going to kill you. In a way that's going to get me to be my L. Right on, right on. Okay. Which was never, okay. From what all I mean, the things a lot I read, of serial there killers? was no, like, there was no definite, like, he was jerking off while looking in his peepholes and, like, all that stuff. You can but assume, but he that. was probably jerking. I mean, if you took a black light in there, it'd probably be horrifying. Yeah, if black light was invented in the 1880s. That would look like a Jackson Pollock painting all like around those Guardians peoples. Of the galaxy. <laughs> okay, so I think is that it about his creepy, weird killing stuff? Because I feel like uh, this creepy murder stuff. That's not the end of it, but we have some more to go before we get to the end of his creepy murder stuff. So he had this right-hand man since college. His name was Benjamin Peitzel. Peitzel was a drunk with seven children and a wife. And he's a huge family man, but he was an absolute alcoholic. 
and he was in on the early insurance fraud scams with the cadavers and they were going to pull this one last this is after like uh aj Tone moved to like st louis he got caught for an insurance fraud pharmacy scheme went to jail for a little bit none of that's really like super important but then he goes and tries to basically commit one last insurance fraud with peitzel because uh H.H. Holmes' money has run out. Like he's he's made millions of dollars in our day and age. This is like tens of thousands, maybe hundred thousand plus dollars in his day and age, but still he's like a millionaire. Runs out all that money. And so he him and Peitzel put together this scheme for insurance fraud and whatever. But he actually ends up murdering Peitzel. And Peitzel thought it was going to be... They're faking his death. They're going to just get a cadaver. Hack it up so no one knows what it is. Which this is where this doesn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't he do that? Because Peitzel's like one of the only people he ever paid for the things he did. It was Peitzel and his chloroform guy were the only people he paid. Because his chloroform guy started asking questions. Yeah, no priorities, bro. <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, it's it's smart. He knew who to pay the guys who could really like tattle on him, basically. Which it's not known if Peitzel really knew what he was doing because he was such a dumb drunk. But he was a family man who was just desperate for money, who wanted to like get money for his family and kids, job to job, and he like. Holmes would just ask Peitzel to do some fucked up shit. But anyway, Holmes ends up killing Peitzel in the end. And how he did it, Luke, blows my fucking mind. They tried to claim that something happened and his pipe exploded when he was trying to light it to, you know, smoke his pipe like they did in the 1880s. What Holmes actually did was chloroform the man and then just chloroform's flammable and then just proceed to light his face on fire. Hmm. That's an interesting go about. Who when who does pipe blows up? When does that happen? Why would your pipe blow up? Like what and two, it wouldn't just like your face just wouldn't keep burning you could put that out if your pipe blows up in your face you know yeah I'm like your face con- just wouldn't catch fire well so did he like knock him out with chloroform and then just light it on fire yeah yeah but okay. the story is what i'm saying no, it's no, no, ridiculous no, no, no. i was i was i was kind of confused it's like did he like try to knock him out and then like light it on fire while he was knocking him out because like well then he could just like yeah his face would be on fire yeah that'd like, wake you right the fuck up <laughs> yeah but um he was yeah. trying to disform his body so people wouldn't I'm so confused so people wouldn't know it's Peitzel, Peitzel but he's still taking the insurance policy out on Peitzel so like what's the I don't think there's an explanation there I think yeah. that he just wanted some money and he's like this is the way I'm going to get it and this is eventually what does him in because he submits Peitzel's body for the insurance claim. Peitzel's wife was also in on the deal. And Peitzel's daughter heard about it. She was probably not supposed to hear about it. But again, he was a drunk and he just told her. Uh, so, he... So, Peitzel's wife was like, this isn't right. Basically, he's like not actually supposed to be dead. But like, this is my husband, I'm pretty sure. Something along those lines, but it got into like a... He got into basically, like, Holmes was out to murder Peitzel's wife and his entire family. And he got away with three of Peitzel's kids. Because he was still tricking the wife somehow to be like, hey, I need to take your kids so this insurance claim works. What the fuck? Like, uh, I'm I'm underplaying it because there's a... There's a little more of the story behind that that I can't quite like remember 
But I know he makes away with three of the kids. I feel like there's a very important part of that story missing. Yeah, a hundred. But it, it has some. I know it has something to do with him being like, "Hey, we. I need basically to be like seen with your three kids, or like take them to this insurance guy, whatever, to get this insurance claim." And it's supposed to be like a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Jesus fuck. Yeah, and. Basically, he ends up, it's two daughters and a little boy. Murders the little boy in Indianapolis by burning him. And then, can't remember how the, I'm pretty sure he gasses the two little girls. Something like that. Real, real fucked up though, but what does him in is they is they figure out it's insurance fraud. Yeah. Not... And then, and Not then, the murders. yeah, and then we start figuring out the murders, the police, because there's no like fingerprints, there's no like forensics, or this is the, I mean, this is kindergarten forensic science in the 1880s. Like, they might have a fingerprint of three people at the time. Yeah, no, there's no, like, like insurance fraud's going to track it down faster than a cop would. Dude, the IRS will fuck you. No matter if it's 1880 or 2020. They got the lube ready. Don't fuck, don't fuck with the IRS, people. That so, is, Yeah, his downfall is fucking with the IRS. Like, he faked his buddy's murder. Don't do they, it. And they came back and they're like, yeah, you fucked, bitch. <laughs> Which he didn't fake his buddy's murder. No, no, he, no sorry. He, he murdered him. He planned him. to fake his buddy's murder. <laughs> and then he murdered him. And then he, yeah, then he just should have murdered him. So, uh. So, how so, did he die? So, actually, his, his wife, what, what did him in, at, like, they figured out it was an insurance fraud, but then, uh. They figured out it was actually murder because Peitzel's daughter came in to identify the body of Peitzel, which it was supposed to be his wife. And she was in on it, like, thinking it was, like, it was going to be a realistic body that looks like him. Like, just, but just go with it. He's not yeah. dead. Whatever. And his daughter was like, that's my dad. Like that—that's my father. Yeah, and so they fucking got Peitzel on the whole thing. So basically, like that mix-up is what got him. But he had almost two hundred murders before this. The nine confirmed were the three children of Peitzel. There's these two other daughters that he had, and basically got the insurance off of. It, the nine confirmed are basically insurance scams yeah. that he pulled. The other 200 are basically just, <laughs> I don't know if they found a bunch of people women's that, people shoes. That, like, cause, cause the thing was at the hotel. It's probably just like, people that died in Chicago at the, around that time. Well, the thing was that the, there was a bunch of like people who worked there, which he fucked and killed a lot of women that worked for him at this hotel. or And a lot of women that stayed at this hotel. Oh, but like, all these women, they, he would, I don't know how he played this off. He's like, yeah, these women just up and leave without all of their things. Let me just clean up all of their things and take them into my bedroom to sniff while I masturbate and watch another woman die in the same room. Can I just talk about how pathetic it is to, like, take a, a person's, like, article of clothing to smell? I'm just making that up, but 100% you're right. No, I do not. There's no... It, in my mind, there's 100% certainty that this man smelled women's clothing at one point. Well, I guess you're not man enough for the panty raid. All right. SpongeBob S reference. Sick reference, Drew. Thanks, not bro. the right time for that reference at all. What a weird reference, but remember... SpongeBob did a panty raid, though. That's not spooky enough to talk about right now. <laughs> okay, how does this guy die? I want to know that he's dead. Okay, so he's caught. Well, obviously, he's dead, but I want to know how he died. 
Well, that's the second cherry on top. First cherry. Oh, this is this is really dark. He was uh basically asked about his whole like why he murdered people or whatever. Oh, sorry. Remembered how the daughters were killed. Yeah, he put them in a trunk with a hose attached to it and gassed them. Like a like a briefcase trunk. Like really fucked up. But I I probably didn't need to say that, but <laughs> probably not. Probably no. not at all. I don't mean to laugh. This is just so like wild, I have no idea. Like that's my only reaction. But he was asked about his whole like killing spree murder like fucked upness basically quote unquote i was born with the very devil in me i could not help the fact that i was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to song nor the ambition of the intellectual man to be great the inclination of murder came to me as naturally as the inspiration to do right comes to the majority of persons he's born a murderer that's what he said yeah (laughs) This is, this is like my one. I said it last week. There's like serial killers aren't born; they're made. This dude might have been a born serial killer because he kind of like, other than his dad beating him. Well, I mean, which you the gave 1800s. that one explanation of like, of the one turning point. Yeah, his like killing his friend or the, no, the skeleton, skeleton yeah. shit. <laughs> I hope this doesn't awaken anything within me. Ooh, nice. Uh, but like, eighteen sixty. Yeah, your dad beats you, dude. Everyone's dad beats you. Fucking calm down. There's not everyone. Dad's beats you. Everyone's dad beats them. Sorry. There's a lot of closet homosexuality. <laughs> I'm just imagining a boy walking down the street now, and every dad coming out of their house and beating the shit out of this random little boy. He deserved it too. It wasn't even my dad that beat me. It was everybody's dad. You deserved it because I'm gay. (laughs) That is literally what happened in Lovecraft Country. Unfortunately, that's probably what happened to a lot of people. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, let's get to the let's get to the hap there is a happy ending here, people. He dies. I promise there is a happy ending. Well obviously he's He gets caught for this insurance fraud. He gets caught for at least three murders. It's of Peitzel. It, well, f- four murders. Peitzel, his two daughters, and his son. And on May 7th, 1896, H.H. H. Holmes, born Herman Webster Mudgett, was hanged by the neck until dead. But... He was not one of the lucky ones who got his neck neck snapped from the trap door. He was pronounced dead after strangulation 20 minutes later. Good. He suffered. Piece of shit suffered just like all those women he chloroformed. That's... I... I, If there is a god out there, he, he let that happen. There's... I mean... If he just had his neck snapped, that would not have been justice at all. I wish he would have hung for 45 minutes. That's why people need to go to prison. Some people. Yeah, like those dudes who sell grams of weed. Yes, them. (laughs) Those are the worst delinquents. Those pieces of shit that sell just a little bit of weed every now and again. I'd actually prefer rapists to walk free over the the weed sellers. That Stanford kid? Basically innocent. I can't <laughs> go along with this joke anymore. <laughs> Not funny. Stop. The way we said that was funny. So he hanged to death a day after my birthday, a hundred years before I was born. So 99 years before I was born, 364 days. Herman Webster... Did I just say 99 years? Yeah. 99 years, 364 days. Oh, yeah. No, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
My brain's Even, not yeah. working too Luke, bad. Yeah, Luke's brain's melted from all the murder. No, it's more work. But yeah, basically murder. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm glad so, this guy's dead. I'm glad he hanged. I'm glad he suffered. This guy's a fucking maniac. I, it does. Okay, this is gonna be insane. There, I'm almost positive Al Capone is the mob mobster that got caught because of insurance fraud or tax fraud or something tax like that. Fraud. Tax fraud. Yeah, yeah. IRS. Yep. The IRS will get you, dude. Bro, they'll get serial killers. They'll get mobsters before anybody else can get a like significant evidence. The IRS is like, guess what? They ain't paying us, bitch. Let's uh, get them. There's one last thing that I want to mention about HH. So the him getting arrested in St. Louis, we kind of skipped over that. But he basically got the deed to this land in El Paso at the time. I forgot about this. And... He was basically going to build another murder castle. So, like, murder castle was like was like a McDonald's play place. Yeah, like him. a prep. I'm pretty sure McDonald's play places actually have the same exact setup as the murder castle. You can't find your way out. It get, go to McDonald's play place right now and call around. And tell me it's not a murder castle. Yeah, you find one. Tell me it's not a murder castle. You go, <laughs> anyone out there, go to the nearest McDonald's play place, get uh, COVID, and then just die in it. Murder castle. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's it for H.H. Holmes. I mean, well, what I, I mean, what a pussy, bro. If you're going to kill somebody. Dude, they're all pussies. Like. Jeffrey Dahmer may have eaten people, but he was a fucking pussy. Yeah, man. Ted Bundy, it's pussy. Just, it's just pathetic. John Wayne Gacy. We could beat these guys up. Anyone. I would have. I, I, 1v1 I, me, it's bro. Not even, I, I can't fight anybody. But when it comes to, like, dudes like this, just, like, take advantage of shit especially like women and like weaker subjects pussies bro i can fight a lot Beat of people the shit. Oh, yeah yeah and i would you're a mountain of a man though physically i would make these men feel their worst they've ever felt because their whole point luke would rape these men that'd be the worst they ever felt luke no deny it no what i would do is i would put them in a mech suit and control them like a puppet bdsm got it no got it nope (laughs) nope like an iron man suit that i can control but they don't get any of the cool shit yeah this just sounds real sexual Nope. They would just be my robots. You're gonna take out the trash. You're gonna clean my toilet. You're gonna <laughs> You're gonna wipe my butt. That's kinda that's, sexual. Well that's it. all of those things are what women are for, so it's all sexual. Whoa! <laughs> oh just kidding. No, that's, that's, I'm saying whoa, not oh there's two different things. I'm saying oh just kidding though. It's it's a joke, don't worry. Terrible joke. That's what serial killers are for. Oh, whatever. They can scrub the jokes fat. are fine. No, they're not. Not in today's age. No, nope. can't, can't joke. joke anymore. Nope. The only thing that's worthy of cleaning my kitchen is a serial killer. They're gonna get the congealed fat out of my sink. The huh? The what? Congealed. Did you murder a fat person and, like, shove their body down? You said, well, I don't know what you Because you said serial killer, and then you said congealed fat, and I'm like... No, I'm like, 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 I dumped, like, some, like, 
fat juices down my sink and it congealed on the side. It it was a joke, Drew. I get the like I don't like that. I don't like the word conge- the words congealed fat at all. Like I can't <laughs> just can't comprehend no, that. I just like I'm confused by all of it. Sounds like some pussy shit. Like to no me. fat. Like <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up right now. Do it, pussy. So we've talked for way too long, and I'm gonna cut out so much of what we just talked about. But next week we're coming back with my serial killer, and this might have, this is questionably one of the first serial killers ever, because I believe he was before World War One. Well. Mine was the first American urban serial killer. I'm not talking about American serial killers. I'm talking about first serial killer ever. Like, not like... Because there was, there was frontier serial killers in America. I'm not talking about American. I understand. I, I, I understand that. But they're frontier serial killers in, like, the early 1800s in America that, like, they'd go tribe to tribe and just... Murder Native Americans, which is basically just America's prerogative at that point. But, like, they were serial killers. No, I'm talking so about people for, like... It's like, 1700s? Like, yeah, I think. Okay. Ooh. So, it's gonna, it's gonna be real dark, dude. It's in Germany, and it's super dark. Dude. What, the, like... I think his <sighs> nickname, and I don't want to be quoted on this. I believe his vi- nickname is the Vampire of Dusseldorf. <gasps> We're doing the vampire of I'd already know about this man. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Probably one of the most. If this is this, if this is the oh. same guy I'm thinking of, I mean, the guy I'm thinking of is horrifying. I just got so excited. I know exactly because we were surprising each other with who we're doing, but I know the vampire Dusseldorf. If it's yeah, not like no, no, but I it's know creepy, and you're gonna want to be here next week. I'm pretty so, sure he's what Nosferatu is based off of. I think he's he's like what, yeah, yeah. So if you want to hear that next week, you're gonna want to follow our podcast. You're also gonna want to follow me at Luke McDermott, at Luke underscore McDermott on Twitter, and. At Drew Grill thirty eight, and I didn't mention this Luke beforehand, but we are starting an Instagram for Beer Thirty. I'm hoping at Beer Thirty is is it ats for Instagram? I don't know Instagram. Is it ats? Okay, so I'm hoping at Beer Thirty is open, but I'll I'll tweet it out and I'll I'll get it going because we're gonna do that. We we're, we need a Beer Thirty social media, so it's done. Instagram. And with that, wish you were beer.